to my left here, this is Alessandra Rizzo. Now she works for the Department of Mental Health for Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. When I first started to um, read about you and what you did, I thought, okay, it'll be like college. <laughs> I'll go in, I'll start reading, I'll figure it out, and then I'll sit down and I'll have a series of questions. Okay. And as I read, it was like it just kept getting bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger and bigger until honestly – and, and and so disturbing to me mm-hmm. that I had to stop. What was disturbing? So many people hurting and not having anywhere to go. So many people mm-hmm. hurting and being alone. So many people hurting and people uh, taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So many people hurting and not enough people to be there for them. And the unfortunate people who hurt so much that they just say, forget it. And mm-hmm. and and they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had uh, in Hollywood uh, since I've been here, I've had I think five friends commit suicide, very highly, mm-hmm. especially in comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized that there was no real way that I could interview you. <laughs> so what I wanted instead was to try to ask you. To take me through, if if it's okay, mm-hmm. to take me through your best day and take me through your worst day. Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, well, at the county, I work in the field, so I'm going to people's homes, or I go out to folks that are homeless in the streets. Um, so it's a variety, and I have children up until older adults. So, um, every day is so different. And that's what's exciting about it because I don't know what I'm going to be experiencing. Um, and sometimes I have to respond to crises. So sometimes a client might need to be hospitalized um, and not want to be hospitalized. So I'll have to put them on a hold. How, um, how exactly does that work? Because, I mean, you seem very tough. <laughs> I'm sure that you are. But th- <laughs> are these – there's something in advance. There's There's a – so something uh, there, 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 there's a, a machinery working. Well, the system is kind of it doesn't totally work perfectly. Tell me um, how it works. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me how it works, no matter how it works. Yeah. So it depends on you know if a client is violent, for example, and they're a danger to others, we're gonna have to bring out uh, the police. Which, you know, if a client is being violent, usually. They have a, an extensive trauma history as well. And then you bring the police and that systemically can cause a lot of extra challenges. Um, well, well, explain extra challenges. So for some people, seeing the police is, is a trauma trigger. Um, but mm. a lot of LAPD is being trained on how to work with clients who have mental illness. You know, you know just briefly... Uh, I come from a family of police officers, um, a long line. Mm. Uh, it's almost, it, it's pretty much the, the, the Freeman family trade is, is law enforcement. Interesting. Okay. And um, if I'm driving down the street or walking or anything and there's a squad car by, I instantly am 
afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, I so I, I I think I have one of those triggers. I didn't know until you just said that, but I think I did that I do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you have experienced violence in your home, because there's often like violence within yeah, police, police family. Officer, right. Yeah. And no, no, my father was fantastic. Okay, well then. But if you've experienced, if they've experienced violence, there can be what we call epigenetic trauma, which means like, you know, let's say, so like your family line, let's say it's a family line of police officers Mm. that have experienced. So basically like a a cellular. Yeah, cellular change Mm. in your genes, your DNA. So essentially that can cause um, traits that are passed down Mm. um, and, you know, can affect Right. how people interact with others it can affect personality traits um you know like they you know they talk about the holocaust you know right. and how a lot of jews often have you know inherited anxiety or you know interest you know just like very um common symptoms right and this is what you when you go to a call these are all the things that you have to consider. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of multi-generational trauma with the clients that I work with because um, they're Native American. So there's historical trauma. Um, I mean, there's historical trauma across so many people of color. Um, so it gets passed down through the genes. And so ultimately, these these clients are, when they're viewing the world, they see it as unsafe. Um until they come, you know, to our space to heal and find like another way to make meaning out of their experience. Okay. So now you're guiding them along in this. So I am a person who you've just taken in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't violent, but I was definitely uh, troubled, mm-hmm. highly troubled. I'm in the program. What what what's going to happen? And I still want you to take me through your day. I just oh yeah, I didn't. I, did I did I circle around? No, your it was question. me. It was, <laughs> what you're, because what you're saying is so. You know, I have so. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people that's like really empathetic, mm-hmm. and so when I'm looking at something, you said, "Well, it's funny you had to stop," because I get I'm so empathetic that I just mm-hmm. have to. Because if I don't, I will spiral into a depression. Mm. So I have to be very careful about what I allow into my heart. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm. Um, so wait, which question should okay. I answer first? Should uh, I answer the day, me, your day, how you it goes? You just took me off the street. I was interested okay. in that. And then, and then let's go to the day because I think that... that it kind of interrelates. Really, it, it, I think it would be really interesting to hear both of those. Yeah. But, but, but just... I'm in the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, where am I? So you said you're, so hypothetically, you're living on the streets. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Okay. So um, so if, you know, if you were going to become a client of ours, we would come out to you on the street. We would in, engage in what we call outreach and engagement. And we would say, like, these are our services. Would you be interested in them? Yes, I would. Okay. And if you would... Then we were like, okay, so it's a weekly commitment. We come out and we visit you once a week. And we're going to try to get you engaged in housing. Um, How long do you think it's going to take to get me into housing? Because it's really cold out here. And there's a lot of people out here that are always messing with me. I know. So um, we can get you in a shelter as soon as possible within like three days. Um, A lot of times clients don't want to go to shelters, though, because they don't like the environment. 
Um, sometimes, I've, heard I've heard that a lot. Yeah, sometimes it could be really triggering. So um, they'll a often ask, like, well, can you put me in a motel or something like that? And, and, and what's the answer for that? We'll say something like, you know, if it's a safety concern, like let's say they're in a situation that's violent or, you know, they're at risk in some way. We'll say, okay, yeah, you know, let's get you in a motel. Um, however, client has a history of substance use. Sometimes they might use that motel in ways that maybe aren't the healthiest right. for them. So we often encourage the shelter because it's a long-term solution. Um, well, let me ask you let me just, just a quick question. Let me ask you, when you're talking with someone, you want to put, you're going to put them in a hotel. Mm -hmm. Is it... Is it as straight ahead as this person's trying to manipulate and they want to get to the hotel so they can do something? Or is it that they really do want the help, but because they've been doing this thing that they shouldn't be doing, they're still going to be doing that, even though they really do want the help? I think it's a it's multi you know multi layered. There it depends on the situation. Every person's very Everybody's different. Everybody's going to be different. Okay. So and we can't like call someone a manipulator because that's not you know that's not helpful language for them mm -hmm. or for us. So right. um, oftentimes, I mean, like honestly, they're what what what, what, what uh, terminology would you? I would say like they're trying to survive. Like they're survivors. Survivors. You know, they're trying to do the best they can to use the resources oftentimes they're very resourceful and they'll be able to like pull from all sorts of resources right so um right now with covid there were some programs that were set up that got people off the streets like project um room key um it was like getting them into these hotels that right, they I, converted I read all about that. Yeah, yeah and and i got a couple of my clients into those programs and it eventually became project what we call project home key which is like a more permanent solution where they get you know um, the motel but as an apartment for as long as they need it's fantastic so um so that was really cool to see that process but there's so many different different layers to the housing system mm -hmm. so there's like different kinds of vouchers that you have to get and they have certain requirements I don't know if I'm going into off track right no, now. No, but, no, no, no. I love um, all this. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that, like, I feel, I feel almost like there's there's a little frustration inside of you. Well, but. there's there's a lot of systemic problems that can cause it to be um, frustrating, not only for me, you know, but mostly for the client, you know, because the client. Oftentimes, they want to be housed where they can have freedom or sense of independence, but all these programs require that they're sober, require that they don't have people with them, require, like, you know, that they don't hoard. These are all behaviors, though, that right. they, it takes a long time to get them to, like, recover from those behaviors. Right. So, I don't, sometimes I don't understand who sits down and writes these up. Because uh, I know that there's a, a law or a rule where a woman uh, can receive help, but only if her husband doesn't live there with her. And a lot of times in the black community, these black men, they want to be there. They're working. They want to be there at home, but they're not making the wage that, mm. you know. And so, like you said, people are going to survive. Mm -hmm. So she says, I need 
this money to help feed my kids and pay the mm-hmm. rent. And he wants to raise his family. And yet, if he's caught there, he's going to jail. Yeah, I, I don't know about that exact that, rule. That, that's not in every uh, state, though. But I well, know that it, it okay. is uh, spread around the United States. Which I, I, oh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I would have to sit down and look it up. Okay. Because there's. I hope I didn't just make that up in my head. <laughs> I really. Well, <laughs> I think what you're referring to is like um, in with Section 8, which is, you know, like subsidized housing. Right. You're, you know, if it's assigned to you as an individual and only you. And no one else is on your lease. Yeah, no, I, 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 it, yeah, no, I, yeah, under, I understand that, can, that program. No, this is something yeah. different than I've been hearing about, and I haven't been hearing about it for that for that long. Interesting. Maybe, I'm gonna maybe have a to. Maybe a year or so. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna have to look Thomas, that up. Have you ever heard that? Uh, <clears throat> well, I've. Uh, well, I think that's more associated, like she was saying, with Section Eight. I don't think you go to jail. I think maybe the person who receives the they uh, can lose benefits, their housing. They can lose yeah. the benefits. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's your uh, law enforcement gene kicked in. See that? Yeah. You, <laughs> you want to throw the people in jail. That's what I was saying. I mean, because. Don't put them in jail. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so, they wouldn't don't be. You put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They wouldn't be put in jail. But they would I don't lose think, the benefits. But they would lose the benefits. Right. And right. that's. I mean, that, I, I, yeah, I just, it's counterintuitive, it's, it's right? It's like saying, okay, well, your husband's home, so now your kids can't eat. Sorry, bye. Well, the, the idea is like. You know, the person has to have a background check and has to go through all this protocol to get the funding through federal means or through these other means. So there's these other programs that do subsidize like um, through through um, like private institutions, like, for example, Mm. Brilliant Corners will fund the housing. And so then you don't have to deal with all that sort of like bureaucracy and systemic stuff but yeah it is counterintuitive like even the shelter system is counterintuitive like i i've had so many homeless clients decline shelter opportunities because it's like they don't want to be backed by curfew yeah i i, I saw that at home when shelters, I went. shelters are very scary seriously uh, no I, I i saw when i when i went uh i was going to do this movie where i had to play a police officer so i went home where all my family are police officers and I said, please take me, you know, out on the beat with you. So they did. And we went through the shelters. And I was, I mean, I, I had no idea. Shelters are very scary. Dangerous, scary. Very scary. And uh, a lot of people who just, you know, they just don't want to even be there. You don't right. know what's going to happen. Anymore. The whole yeah. thing you're saying about the curfew. I mean, mm-hmm. some people don't want to be told you have to be in here at a certain yeah. time. And so, yeah. yeah. Or they if are, they're I'm trying... Or if they're trying to earn money, like oftentimes right. it's like late at night, mm-hmm. like at a janitor job, or right. or they might be doing illegal activity late at night and trying like a, to survive on right, the streets, you know. Right, right. So, um, it's, you know, you, it, you have a lot of empathy. It's like you really, you do, I, I don't hear a lot of people say, you know, this person's trying to survive. They're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I hear people just get angry. Oh, someone's there. They're on the street and they're doing this. They're stealing that. They're selling drugs, and they they never take in mind this this man, this woman has to eat. Mm-hmm. This man and woman need shoes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of systemic issues that, and you know, systemic poverty, racism, all these things can cause the 
like what has happened to these individuals so it's not just like that individual it's often trauma it's often a variety of things that cause problems right right and the lord knows we got that going on in this mm -hmm. country yeah um oh listen we're gonna take a break when we come back, I want to talk about the best day, the worst day. Oh, yeah. We okay? Keep, we forget I feel like you're dodging me, but I'm going to I know. Sorry. <laughs> so we're take a break. B.D. Freeman Show. We'll be right back. Okay. So we were talking best day, worst day. Yes. So give me your best day, then give okay. me your worst day. So best days are like those mo those really special moments with my kiddos, because I have kiddo clients and I have adult and I have geriatric clients. and um, And even just like special moments like for example the other day i was like ending terminating with one client and like we wrote cards together for each other and she wrote me on the bottom of my card like what you're doing is saving lives and just seeing that really like really just like oh, melted my heart and just made me go okay this is why i do this you know yes. um and then you know i had one kiddo client paint me this like beautiful heart with a like a scar in it oh. and it was like she wrote love above it and it just like kind of showed how you know she's in pain but like it's still for her love is like a combination of both love and happiness and and you know pain and i love everything that um, you're saying it's like i hate to ask the Worst day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I worst day. Keep going with the, with the I girls, know. But. I could tell you so many little special moments like that. Well, like, we'll, we'll have you yeah. back, and, and, yeah. and hope, hopefully you'll come, and, and, and we will. Yeah. Worst day. Um, so worst day. Um, worst days are those days where clients are um, really struggling to manage um, maybe their substance use and their being avoidant of services or. And so it's like you're chasing a client, like trying to get them involved. And um, I'm the type of person that's quite persistent um, and I'll like pursue them over and over again. I'm uh, I, I'm I won't stop. And um, sometimes they get annoyed, <laughs> but sometimes it actually ends up working um, because I'm persistent. So those are days that I can get drained and tired. When I feel like, oh, the majority of the clients have canceled that day or, um, but honestly, like everything can be quite fascinating and like, there's never a dull moment. I feel like, yeah. I feel like uh, best day, worst day is, is too difficult for you to be able to really get like to get specific. Yeah. yeah. Because everything is so different. Everything's very different. Let me yeah. ask you one last question because uh -huh. we're almost, we're almost to the end of the show and I want to make uh -huh. sure I ask you this. Mm -hmm. I, if you guys are hearing that going on i'm pretty sure that's his phone and not mine that's sitting right next to me which is why you're probably hearing it on my microphone oh <laughs> yeah plus my phone doesn't ring anymore. dang it oh this <laughs> lord why did i hire him all right uh what i'd like to know is uh-huh me and you we're we're, we're, we're never going to meet again okay we're okay. never going to meet again and you have to tell me something. You got to give me just one thing, one thing that you can tell me about life that will make my life, anyone's life, a little bit better. The best advice you could give. Okay. In the quickest way you can give it. If there's any moment in which you want to react, you know, with a lot of emotion, just stop and pause 
and observe how your body's feeling and how your feelings are flowing through you. Take a deep breath and then proceed. That is actually <laughs> a really good piece of advice. Yeah, it's you know, called, I it's called the stop skill. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a really good one. We have that in um, uh, ADD. Oh, okay. call it halt. Yeah. Hungry, angry, lonely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. the same. It's a similar concept. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much, yeah, Alessandra, for being on the show. She's got her two favorite names, Alessandra and Rizzo. <laughs> two beautiful women who I <laughs> love. And one was in uh, one one was in Xanadu and the other in Greece. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm a nerd. <laughs> we want to say. Good night, and be good to the person on your left, and be good to the person on your right, and be really good to the person in the middle, because that's you. God bless.